SCP-2456 Dreams of a Broken World We've talked about Fifthism and the Fifth Church several times by this point, with each SCP related to the anomalous religion offering a considerable amount of weirdness, even by SCP standards. Since one of the main traits of Fifthism seems to be its lack of a cohesive definition, this SCP doesn't strictly require any prior knowledge of other SCPs. However, I would personally recommend at least a passing familiarity with the group, and specifically knowledge of SCP-1425, Star Signals, which I have covered previously. SCP-2456 is a mimetic parasite that is currently living in about 0.7% of the global population, meaning that around 54 million people across the planet have some sort of mental infection living in their minds. In its base form, this parasite is not contagious, and in fact, lies dormant most of the time. The presence of the parasite seems to affect these individuals in certain ways, however, as many of the infected share common traits. These traits include an affinity towards astrology, astronomy, and or various pseudosciences, an increased proficiency in speaking foreign dialects, especially those in the Balto-Slavic and Afro-Asiatic regions, prolonged episodes of acute psychosis and paranoia, disassociative identity disorder, OCD, and a high attention span for geometrical shapes, patterns, and sequences of five. Well, you already know this is the fifth this SCP since I told you, but those are some big clues, as many of these are traits connected to fifthism in general, or more specifically, Ohai syndrome caused by SCP-1425. If an individual infected with SCP-2456 undergoes several stress triggers, the parasite will become active, causing the individual to suffer from something the Foundation refers to as an alpha event. The individual will fall into a period of advanced REM sleep, lasting up to three or four days, and after awaking, will claim to have had a series of vivid, cryptic dreams. The dreams always consist of visions of past prophets from various religions being executed with a sword, and various celestial bodies dancing in the sky. After awaking from these dreams, the parasite is vulnerable enough to be wiped out of a person's mind using amnestics. If not, however, the parasite will return to a state of dormancy, which lasts between six days to six years. After this period, the affected individual will begin preaching about a new religion, which always begins as an abstract, monotheistic variation of an existing religion. Godhead figures of this new religion are synonymous with the sun, and are believed to bring about a future apocalypse. There will also be mentions of a Gizm Terperic Sea, which is not believed to exist, but the Foundation is looking into connections with another SCP. Much of the religion will contain references to celestial objects, based on existing astronomical knowledge of the current time period. The preacher will also write down doctrine of this new religion, utilizing the number 5 frequently and will draw numerous icons and symbols, often featuring the appearance of hands and regular quadrilaterals. 
The sun is also used often, with representations having limited forms of mathematical significance for some reason. This new religion is how the parasite spreads, although it's not knowledge of the religion that causes infection. You could read an entire summary of these various fifthest religions and not be infected. Instead, it requires directly hearing about the religion from an infected individual, and you have to have strong religious beliefs to begin with. If someone does get infected by this process, they become something different than the original carrier of the parasite, referred to as a beta instance. Beta instances are typically violent and aggressive, prone to self-mutilation and warlike behavior, and will actively seek out uninfected to either spread the infection or to just murder them. It seems that the new religion also is capable of mildly warping reality around those it infects, growing in strength the more infected there are. We'll get to some specifics of that in a bit, but it varies quite a bit based on the nature of the new religion created. Those members of the population that are infected with a dormant parasite are immune to being infected by the anomalous religion, and may actually react aggressively if exposed to it. This will potentially act as a stress trigger, meaning that it's more likely that the parasite will become active. If two people with active parasites ever come into contact, meaning that they are each preaching about two different new anomalous religions, something very bad will end up happening. So far, throughout history, none of these anomalous religions have been successful in spreading to more than 5% of the global human population. Which is good, because the Foundation predicts that if that number ever hit 7%, it would be out of their control. For one reason, because there would be too many people actively working to spread it, and for another reason, because the reality-warping effect would continue to grow massively in strength. Again, something very bad would occur if around 96% of the world population became infected, but by that point, I'm not sure how much it would bother us. The Foundation first learned of SCP-2456's existence during a raid on a base belonging to the Serpent's Hand in Oregon. While recovering some other SCPs, the MTF found a wooden crate next to a furnace with the words, Fifth Cycle of the Mind, stamped on its side. Inside were numerous fifthest texts, manuscripts which detailed SCP-2456, and a note which read, George, this is our latest catch. Please burn these as soon as you can at your discretion. Don't let the idiots find this. The Serpent's Hand doesn't often destroy SCPs, but they knew that this was a troublesome one, especially if it ended up in the wrong hands. The Foundations, for example. Sadly, it seems George didn't quite get around to burning them. Let's look at a handful of previous anomalous religions created by SCP-2456 in the past. In 1837, a 2456 instance was activated in China, creating a religion called the God-Worshipping Society, an offshoot of both Confucianism and Catholicism. It surged in infection rate when the host of the infection formed the Taiping Army in order to oppose the Chinese government. For reference sake, 
the God-worshipping society and the Taiping army were both very real things, but it seems that according to SCP-2456, the religious movement had fifthless origins and reality-bending properties. The Taiping Rebellion eventually fell, and the God-worshipping society along with it, but it seems the reality-bending aspect of the religion caused a number of the infected to transform into piles of geological matter. While investigating the areas associated with the religion, the Foundation found human DNA bonded to rocks in the area. Moving over to Egypt, the Cult of Aten was an anomalous religion that sprung out of the Egyptian mythos. The host of the religion is unknown, but it soon affected a pharaoh, Akhenaten of Amarna, who used his authority to condemn worship of all Egyptian deities, forcing his people to worship a sun god, Aten. Foundation archaeologists have found evidence in temples devoted to this religion that show aspects of self-mutilation and sacrificial removal of the heart. The reality-bending effects of the cult of Aten seem to be related to shifts in both time and space. Occasionally, days would be stretched out to longer than normal, on one occasion with the midday sun not moving for five days, causing a drought and a peasant riot. Egyptian astronomical charts during this period show constellations, nebula, and star systems that are non-existent or in the wrong place. Additionally, an unknown planet was commonly shown in astronomical accounts, described as being half the size of Venus, but would pulse with light every five seconds. The name and host of the third religion is unknown, but seems to have widely influenced Aztec culture. It's believed that the well-known Aztec sun god, Tonatua, was created as an aspect of this anomalous religion, and managed to stick around in their culture and society despite the dying off of the religion that created it. It's also believed that the common practice of sacrificing hearts to Tonatua was started because of the fifthest religion, and thus casualties linked to it could number over 56 million. It seems that although Tonatua is only one part of the anomalous religion, Worship of this deity caused the spread of a mild reality-bending effect throughout the Aztec Empire. The sun and moon would occasionally be eclipsed by unknown celestial objects for weeks. Sacrificed cadavers would reanimate and attack the living, reaching into their throats to pull something out. And coastal regions would be greatly affected by a periodical glowing red poison. This poison would kill off the fish, and any humans exposed to it would suffer from tissue necrosis and large blood clots forming in their lungs. The next religion was found in France, started by Augustin von Joseph de Robespierre, called the Cult of the Supreme Being. This religion failed to spread far, partly due to the chaos of the French Revolution underway. Augustin's older brother, Maximilian, was infected, however, and was responsible for the Reign of Terror, that saw mass executions in various French cities. There are accounts of incorporeal manifestations visible on the streets of Paris during this time, and sudden dimensional shifts in salons and smoking parlors around the city. I'll reiterate that all the names you've heard in this section were real people and religious movements, 
which is a nice touch. The log for the fifth anomalous religion is completely corrupted for some odd reason. Curious that it's the fifth one. The sixth one is mostly corrupted, but there are a few words that are legible. For one, the round scale of this one is eight, which is higher than any of the prior ones, and we're told that the round scale is a measure of the severity of an anomalous contagion outbreak, with six or higher being an epidemic. We also can read the words syndrome and protocol ophiuch, and it ends with saying that the host of this religion is still at large. Those words connect this religion to SCP-1425, Star Signals, which spread the infections referred to as Ojai Syndrome, and was combated by the Foundation through Protocol Ophiuchus. Seems that although the Foundation put a stop to the book, Star Signals, the root of the problem is still out there. In that fifthest crate that wasn't burned were some texts related to a few of these religions. The first was from the God-Worshipping Society in 1861, titled Wisdoms of the Heavenly King. The text speaks of a prophet standing on the edge of the heavens, speaking to the poor and weary below him as they grovel in the filth and ash of great mountains. They wept because they understood that they were standing so terribly close to the stars. Another section speaks of the prophet following the smoke until it turned to steam, then mist, then vapor. He then met a man from the west who lived in the south, and learned from him about the great dream. The man from the west left the great prophet, refusing to assist in the prophet's mission, but the prophet understood. The prophet then led his people out of the ashes and waged war, and they prevailed because the sun was on their side. The enemies that didn't flee were turned into ebony tar, black sand, and white salt. The final section of this text drops some more fifthest wisdom, including the suggestion to think five irrational thoughts a day, and the explanation that our world withers away five pieces at a time, but the stars will always die in threes, a phrase similar to one spoken during the Star Signals debacle. Text from the Cult of Aten manuscript is practically indecipherable to our normal, non-fifthist minds. It apparently is a previously undiscovered verse of the great hymn to the Aten, written by the pharaoh. It mentions the pharaoh's scribe, who is likely the original host of the religion, and mentions the mysterious pulsing planet, writing that it is Aten sending them visions from the heavens. It states that Aten perished among the harlots, whatever exactly that means, but he shall live on to indulge the next world with his divine antipathy. Finally, we have a diary written by Augustin Robespierre, who starts by writing about the Festival of Reason, a nationwide celebration initiated by the cult of reason to devalue Christianity in France. A week later, Augustine says that his brother Maximilian has voiced his concerns about the cult of reason, and that he had requested Augustine's presence in a salon, apparently one that the Foundation believes is linked to another SCP. 
His brother raged against the festival and the hypocrisy of the officials that organized it, but he didn't pay him much mind. The next diary entry shows that Augustine had a very vivid and peculiar dream, a sign that his 2456 parasite has activated. A week later, he now has a much clearer picture of a new religion, focused around a single deity that defies all odds and expectations and reconquers the world. He writes that a king must always exist in society, and this will be the one true king. Augustine sent a letter to his brother explaining the religion, later telling him in person, and now Maximilian was infected as well, leading to the formation of the Cult of the Supreme Being. Augustine writes about an occurrence in which he was reading a book of poetry on a bench when a headless man came up and asked him for a coin to pay the ferryman. Augustine didn't seem alarmed about this at all. He also writes about entering a strange salon where he encountered a five-armed duke who ate some of Augustine's flesh. He goes on to write about how much blood is running through the streets, erupting from executed corpses like geysers. It seems that perhaps Augustine lost faith in the cult of the Supreme Being, as he says that the promise of the Supreme Being allowing them to enter paradise is an empty promise from an empty lord. He says that the world has been afflicted with madness, and says that he is guilty of giving his brother those inbred thoughts. He still retains belief in the existence of the Supreme Being, though, asking him to punish him. Let's put this all together, though, with the final addendum of SCP-2456, a transcript of an audio file that was sent to a Foundation researcher. The file was traced back to a terminal in a cubicle that had been vacant for six years. The terminal was found to be badly corroded, with traces of acid, sea brine, and burnt human tissue found in the CPU. The file was sent from someone that claims to have worked for the Foundation for the last 20 years, and who has experienced some pretty awful stuff in that time. We later learn that his name was John Richards. John says that he's dying, or more specifically, his soul is slowly burning away, and he's terrified. It seems that him, some other guys named Simon and Charlie, and someone else, were assigned to SCP-2456 when it was first identified. Their job was to find past instances of the infection, and it seemed pretty easy at first. Unfortunately, the fourth person on their team, the unnamed man, suddenly dropped to the floor during lunch one day, screaming about visions of the sea and the archons of a trilopic world. He stabbed a guard in the leg with a fork before being dragged to the infirmary, and an hour later, John went to the infirmary to check on him. To his bewilderment, the personnel there told him that no one had been admitted in the last four hours. John continues by explaining what exactly happened to that fourth man, which is also what happened to Simon and Charlie, and what is currently happening to him. He uses protein synthesis as a metaphor to explain the process involved with SCP-2456, but in an effort to emphasize clarity, I'll simplify it further. 
We know already that the mind parasite lives in certain people's brains and might eventually become active, causing them to spread knowledge about a new religion. These people are referred to as Alpha instances by the Foundation. Those that hear about this new religion from this preacher become infected with a different type of infection, and become Beta instances. Beta instances can spread the infection the same way Alpha instances can, but they are distinct entities. What John reveals then is that when a Beta instance writes about the religion, a new infection is created, called a Gamma instance. It's notable because the religion infection is spread specifically through hearing about it, not reading about it, whereas these gamma instances spread through written word. The gamma instances are also different because they are not mimetic hazards, but rather anti-mimetic hazards. It's not a guaranteed certainty, but whenever someone reads one of these gamma instances, there is a chance that they'll be infected with a powerful anti-meme, causing the person to slowly vanish from existence. Vanishing from existence is pretty terrifying, but since the fifths are involved, it's possible that the person is being sent somewhere, although where exactly is a pretty big question. In addition to the person being erased from our existence, all records and knowledge of the person will disappear alongside them. John and his team also learn that this process isn't always perfect, and oftentimes things will get left behind, such as a corpse or a name. The gamma infection will also cause vivid hallucinations and false memories in a person. They didn't know this at first, and at one point Simon simply disappeared, leaving his favorite coffee cup on the floor. John then discusses star signals, and ponders why the whole world didn't collapse when it spread across the United States. He speculates that the modern Fifth Church doesn't fully understand SCP-2456, and star signals was not a stable gamma instance. Instead of causing people to vanish from existence, it instead created new alpha instances, meaning new dormant parasites in people's minds. He realizes, though, that it must have worked a little bit, as the talk show host that was infected with Ohio Syndrome vanished and never reappeared. John then devolves a bit into Fifthis rambling, as he too is infected. He says that SCP-2456 is the dream. The Fifth King has set his sights onto this world, and his unbridled anger will burn the earth with an undying flame so on and so forth, a world bathed in blood, soul sacrifice, eternal nightmares. John dreams of terrible things, of the number five and the number six, but rarely the number four. He knows his time is almost up, but says that someone must have been working throughout all this time to keep the fifth king and the fifthists at bay. He wouldn't be surprised if the serpent's hand were involved. John Richards finishes by stating that once history is forgotten, it is of course doomed to repeat itself, and the sixth cycle will forever more echo. The Foundation, of course, has no records of John or the other men mentioned, 
but this may explain some other unexplained disappearances of Foundation officials. Fifthism is an enigma by design, but as we learn more and more about it, we can begin to form a picture through all the similar concepts building on top of one another. This SCP links a lot with SCP-1425, Star Signals, and we learned a couple of things about it. One is that the Fifth Church does not quite have a firm grasp on how their own anomalies work, and according to John, Star Signals didn't work the way it was supposed to. Secondly, the end goal of this infection, and presumably what Star Signals was supposed to do, was erase people from this existence. I speculated earlier that this process was sending people somewhere, but that certainly doesn't have to be the case. A lot of SCP-2456 texts mention a deity of some sort, a supreme being or king, and it could be that this process is feeding it somehow, much like sacrifices to the Vorhole feed an entity. Many speculate that SCP-3125, the entity discussed in my anti-memetics video that erases anyone who learns about it from existence, is in fact the deity worshipped by Fifthus. If that is true, the connection with the Gamma instances of SCP-2456 is pretty clear. The point is, Fifthism isn't just perpetually wacky for the sake of being wacky, and the group is working towards a singular goal, however alien and mysterious it might be.